This is The Law School Show. Discovering the person behind the resume. Bringing you their stories and their tips on how to succeed in your legal career. Catch it all here, right now, on The Law School Show. Chris, what's going on? What's going on is that this is part numero deux of our two-part discussion with Andre Garber, director of the Dentons Canada Startup Program. We would advise that you go back, listen to uh, part one of this interview with Andre, get to know who he is, and hear some of the really um, on-point advice he gives because of his experience going through law school and articles and um, moving on up to his director position with Dentons. Exactly. And this episode, we specifically focus on Dentons Canada startup program, what it entails, what Andre's role is with the program, and how the program can help any startup, uh, and who the right person to contact is if you're interested in Dentons Canada startup program. It is a really interesting discussion when it comes to the technology sector, the world of startup in Canada, the world of legal startups specifically, and all of the services that the DCSP, if you will, offers that uh, that sector in order for it to flourish at an even greater level. If you're interested in tech, if you're interested in law, if you're interested in startups, this is for you. Rish, anything else, man? That's it. Please check us out on our website if you want to listen to all of our other episodes at thelawschoolshow.com. But without any further ado, here's our conversation, part two episode with Mr. Andre Garber. It seems like there's uh, the entire firm is behind... Uh the, the program. So how would you actually describe this program? What is this program all about? Yes, I think the program is really about servicing entrepreneurs. There's no real, like our, our firm does not take a one-size-fits-all approach or, uh, or any kind of uh, kind of out-of-the-box. We, we, I would say we have out-of-the-box documents, but we take the approach that in order to build relationships with, with entrepreneurs and create successes, create repeats. Um, it's really about getting to know the, the, the business of the company, you know, the business of the, of the entrepreneurs, getting to know the entrepreneurs themselves, figuring out what their strengths and weaknesses are, seeing if you can augment that somehow, help them grow, uh, mm-hmm. and, and all the while doing it through the legal relationship because that's essentially how we recoup our, our, our fees. We, we, we charge for the legal services we provide. So doing that in a way that actually makes sense for the company, adding an element of predictability and stability to the fees, um, being, being a partner uh, in crime, if you will, with, with, these, with these startups where you're, you're there helping them grow and you're making sure that you know, they obviously want to move really quick, but you help them slow down a bit and say, okay, you know, you're, you're doing a financing. We need to have all these things on the table. We need to consider all these different things, especially when you're raising capital from third parties. You know, mm-hmm. for example, making sure that, that the raise is in compliance with uh, a prospectus exemption. So just kind mm-hmm. of going through the motions and helping, helping the client sort of slow down, figuring it out from the get-go, doing it right. And that's, that's sort of how the companies are built up properly. Mm-hmm. Well, nice. So, what's your specific role as director of the Dentons Canada Startup Program? So, the role is sort of divided into this internal facing and an external facing role. So, okay. e- externally, my role is 
to develop new relationships, to strengthen existing relationships that either I have or the firm has, uh, and sell the sell sell the opportunities to to clients. Um, and then when when I manage client relationships, it's uh, it's a mixture of, of doing a bit of the legal work, depending on the kind of legal work they need for. For my specialty, I do corporate finance and a bit of commercial uh, and a bit of M&A work for, for early stage uh, emerging companies. Mm-hmm. But then there's all these specialty services that a firm like Denton's would have access to around the world. And so the other piece in managing the clients is sort of quarterbacking the relationship such that they would have access to the services they need making sure that they get the services they need within the time, uh, the timeline and also just on budget. So it's kind of a relationship management tool that I provide internally. I'd consider myself, I guess, for lack of a better term, an entrepreneur, always looking at ways of increasing, um, efficiencies within the practice, um, trying to look at ways of implementing technologies to make the practice, again, more efficient, more cost-effective, uh, trying to pass those savings on to the clients. And uh, I think we're, we're pretty close to doing some very exciting things around, you know, combining legal knowledge with technology and making the practice more efficient, smarter. So my role is sort of twofold, external and internal. Nice. A couple questions stemming off that. So going back to the external portion, uh, can you give us some examples of stuff you're doing to find new clients? Yeah, I mean, well, I guess being on the law school show, uh, <laughs> one, one example. I mean, you know, well, promote promotion is key for sure. I guess so, yeah. You know, always. I guess I guess stick to the ABCs, right? You know, always be closing. I guess it is. <laughs> uh, there is a G. Just to clarify, there is a G on closing. It's just silent. Uh, yeah. So so basically, I mean, um, I'm 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 around. I'm I'm in the community. I go to a lot of events. Uh, I meet people. I I stay connected with my media friends and uh, find non-traditional circles to, to be in um, in order to develop new work. Uh, it's not just about going to a, a startup event necessarily. It may just be hosting some entrepreneurs um, for, for dinner or just getting to know some entrepreneurs in the community. Um, so there's no there's no harm in just reaching out uh, cold and getting to know someone because you think there's mutual benefit of, of knowing each other, good interest in what each of you are doing. Mm-hmm. Nice. And then uh, on the internal side, can you, I mean, without getting too specific, unless you want to, can you name uh, maybe a technology or two that you feel is really making an impact on the quality of service uh, a client is getting in the on the efficiency of providing legal services to startups? Yeah, I mean, without being too specific, I'll, I'll tell you that it's not necessarily there yet, but, but we, we're very, I guess, you know, bullish on this opportunity, and Jens has established a legal technology accelerator called Nextlaw Labs. We just made our first investment in uh, in Ross Intelligence. Ross is a is a company that that is sort of it's 
it's a legal research company that's built on a cognitive computing engine. Uh, anytime you feed, anytime you feed the system, it gets better and smarter. Uh, so I think that's something that's just a fantastic opportunity. You know, we we love Ross. Um, you know, we we made an investment into Ross. So so that's kind of part of again. That's also part of it is is innovation within law firms is sort of how that's going to play out. I don't know yet. Um, in terms, just in general, I'm I'm commenting on how how innovation within law firms is going to play out. Again, yeah. I'm not totally sure, but I I think we're 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 headed in the right direction by doing innovative things and. You know that that is seen as you know deploying capital um, in a in a company or um, being that company's beta tester, um, giving giving that like looking at a law firm as look we're we're not just a bunch of lawyers uh, crunching paperwork we're also you know let's say we have uh, six thousand or so lawyers around the world that's also six thousand licenses that you can sell into. So looking at ourselves as not only just a law firm, but also a technology vendor partner with yeah. these companies. That's really cool. In terms of startup, is there a specific uh, – because startups can be in different ranges, right? There's early startups, there's medium-level startups. Do you, got, do you target a specific stage of startup, or do you kind of go across the board? I'd like to say that we're, we're across the board, and I think that's part of the reason why I'm focusing on really early-stage uh, startup companies is to help them grow up through the system. Um, mm-hmm. There are lawyers that can handle all, all stages, and I think that that's where I add the complementary piece. Again, not to say that we haven't had that before, but we're just able to do it at a higher volume, higher efficiency with the same quality. Okay, nice. So um, the DCSP is relatively new, right? Was it started in 2012? I guess I guess officially November 2013. Yeah. So how how's the growth been over the past couple of years? Yeah, it's been it's been incredible. Um, like I'm based out of Toronto, the program is now rolled out across our six offices: Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, Calgary, Edmonton, and Vancouver. Nice. And uh, we've we've seen uh, other regions work off of what we've worked off of. Um, that's in, in the U.S., uh, Europe, um, we, we actually just acquired um, or combined with a uh, firm, a boutique venture firm in, in Soho. They service over 500 startup companies um, oh, wow. across the states. I mean, definitely strong on the eastern um, east coast, but uh they, you know, they represented companies like Vine when they were sold to Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do tons of venture capital and and uh, seed stage financing work. Um, a lot of its company side, they do represent VCs, but again, very strong on the company side, which is a great, exciting, dynamic uh, space to play in. Well, that's great. And if you were to say that. Just summarize in three points. Why should a startup be utilizing Denton's Canada Startup Program? If you had to say three points. So the first point is our network. We're we're a global firm, like I was saying. I mean, we have six thousand license, six thousand plus licensed seats that you could potentially sell into as a as a technology vendor. Mm-hmm. So the network is is key on the on the on the testing and and validating. 
connections to other players within the network that may give a better chance for that startup to, to come through the system. The next piece is our efficiency with the way that we service these startup companies. Um, and I guess the third one, I don't know how to try and fit all this in, but I would say that we're, we're really innovative and we're looking at ways of, of partnering with, with, uh, with technology companies. I mean, primarily, you know, and on an outward facing level, we establish next law labs, but that doesn't preclude us from looking at other technology opportunities, um, whether that could be in, you know, payment processing or, um, file storage, file management, et cetera. So it can be, it can be on all things. I mean, we're obviously not necessarily going to adopt, uh, you know, health IT software within our, within our infrastructure, but it, it, we do look at it, uh, as a way of partnering with, with, uh, really interesting startup companies. Cool. So obviously you've got a perspective on the startup market in Canada. Um, tell us a little bit about it. Like, what is the status of startup in Canada? Um, what what kind of sectors are hot right now? What kind of trends are you seeing? Yeah, so I'd say like financial technologies, like fintech, has has gotten a very big push lately. And uh, I keep going back to legal tech, but I know Mars just launched um, launched uh, Legal X, which is a a great initiative. It's off to a great start. So you see, you see key influencers or key influencing bodies like Mars in the community launching something like Legal X. It, it gives you a really good signal of what is is sort of hot right now, um, and also also fintech as well. So I'd say uh, you know those two payment processing, um, anything that that augments the, the mobile experience um, is is really hot right now as well. Do you, do you see that venture stays financing is also increasing in Canada over the last five years? I would say absolutely. Um, yeah. And I would say that it's also very much going to increase as well. You'll, you'll see that over the next year. There's lots of funds that are, that may have been playing in later stages that are sort of figuring out how to deploy smaller amounts of capital over a larger number of opportunities at the early stages. Mm-hmm. So a lot of there's a lot of active seed stage funds that it's great because they're they're bringing this kind of institutional sophistication, but they're they're giving you know they're, they're closing deals quickly and they're giving early stage uh, companies a quick a quick boost to capital and letting them sort of validate their ideas. Okay, very cool. So how do you see the program evolving into the future? What's uh What's going to happen over the next five or ten years with the DCSP? Yeah, I mean, I would see that I will be replaced by a computer, which would be awesome. <laughs> um, like that, you know, in an ideal world, the more the more we can utilize the effects of technology within the practice, the better we're going to get. The better we're going to be able to make that sort of distinction between, you know, what's a commodified type of approach or, you know, commodified service offering. Like what, you know, how do we change between a product and a service? Then they just Mm -hmm. kind of draw in that line between, okay, what's a bespoke service and what's a sort of uh, potentially automated type of service offering. So I think, you know, document automation, AI as it it pertains to legal research, I think those things are going to really help 
process um, of law, but specifically, I wouldn't be surprised if, if uh, people who are focused on startups will be the earliest of adopters of those technologies. Cool. Very cool. All right, I got, I got one final question before we let you off the hook. Um, for, for anyone who's interested in technology as it pertains to the practice of law, or start up in Canada. Can you recommend any good books or other resources to get learned on that stuff? Yeah. So I, I guess if you're if you're in law school, I think there's lots of interesting topics to write about. So um, there's there's legal issues, privacy concerns as it relates to um, you know collection of information, storage of data, uh, cross border issues, privacy. Um, and then there's issues related to electronic signatures. So I think it's, you know, I know it seems a little dry, but there are really good academic sources that talk about those those issues. In terms of what I do, I mean, if there's one book to read, I'd probably say it's, it's, it's Venture Deals. Um, and, you know, Venture Deals really breaks down the sort of the, the economics of a venture, you know, a venture uh, financing transaction uh, early and later stage. It talks about term sheets, talks about Know, dilution. It talks about you know preferred shares, et cetera. So I think that's probably a good one. Great, beauty. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me, guys. You've just been listening to the Law School Show. You can find all our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, or at our website at thelawschoolshow.com. If you liked what you heard. Like us again on Facebook and get the latest updates from the Law School Show. Career advancing advice, right to your earbuds.